Hello, Knockouts. Tanya TKO here, and welcome to Goddess Off the Grid, episode number seven. And I'm really excited. You know, they talk about lucky number seven. Today, we had our first podcast cross over 1,000 listens. So I want to thank all of you for sharing, for listening, for just keeping the love alive. On Goddess Off the Grid, we talk about unplugging from the matrix and Sometimes some of those matrices are inside of you. We talk about self-loving on this channel, as well as relationships and societal issues. I am Tanya TKO. I'm your host, and I am a life coach and a certified clinical hypnotherapist. I'm also a self-love specialist and the author of the book of Affirmations, Self-Love. So thank you all for going from the podcast and going to my website and buying the book and buying the book on Amazon and leaving your reviews. Thank you to the two people. Shout out to you who have given me reviews on Apple Podcasts. We are officially on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We on, you know what, we're on so many different platforms that I just have to just give a wide shout out to everybody who's playing our podcast. Thank you so so much. We are just getting into the groove, getting this podcast off the ground. So I'm really happy about the the success and progress we've been making. So thank you to all of the knockouts and all of the gods and goddesses out there who are coming and unplugging from their own types of grids and spending this hour with me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We're about to jump into today's topic. Oh my goodness gracious me, oh my. We're going to be talking about this Pastor David Wilson creating some video. Look, I don't know if he made the video or if the woman, look, I don't know how he didn't know he was being filmed. But basically, he is eating coochie sideways in a video. Oh, God, it's so, listen, for those of you who have not seen this video, do, don't do it to yourself. You know what? I watched it. I did it as, I watched it as research to make this podcast because you all voted. So let me just give a high five to the people who are monthly subscribers to my podcast. When you contribute monthly, you will get a special email address to be able to write me personally to suggest topics. So you all get to steer the direction of the show. And you can give what feels comfortable for you in a monthly amount. So that's what keeps this going. Like we got into an argument on Facebook today and I was like, listen, I had to let these people know who my supporters are and who my supporters aren't. Because we, you know that podcast that I did about the three archetypes? Oh Lord, have mercies. Miss misses them they's mad about that podcast but I said listen you can't shut this negra up because I know who my supporters are and my supporters support me and that's what keeps the podcast going so listen we're going to jump into today's topic we're going to talk about this pastor god I'm going to play some audios for you from some oh god it's just it's just from some people responding to this mess this mess of the situation. We're also going to be talking about this barbershop video. If you have not seen this barbershop video, stay tuned because I'm going to describe this video in full for you. I would say that I need to go put some holy water eye drops in my eyes, but I will just say this, right? You know, there were some beautiful black men in the video. <laughs> so I ain't mad. I ain't mad. 
but we'll jump into that we're going to be taking a break I'm looking forward to Wednesday's video I have a new segment for you all coming out which is called what would you do Wednesdays where we have a little skit of a social and relationship dilemma that I'm gonna have you all weigh in on and then we're going to use Friday as the freestyle day where we combine you know the answers that you all have given to what would you do Wednesdays as well as other talks that we've had throughout the week so I'm excited if you're ready I'm ready so let's jump right into this break and then come back talking about this pastor you know what I do not get? I don't get how people doesn't understand. Like you explain things in detail. And for some reason, how people does not understand what it is you're saying is beyond my understanding. There is absolutely nothing here that is not true. Every single thing that you say, Tanya, is very true. And... I have I have um, been following you for a while and I've done things that you have told me to do and it works out in my best freaking interest. Why would I why would I want anything else different, girl? I just say, sis, you keep doing your thing. I say, sis, keep speaking up. I say, sis, I'm here to support you. And we are back. Oh, my goodness. We're going to start off this segment talking about Pastor David Wilson. We're also going to add Pastor Thaddeus Matthews in this whole mess because he was confused for the good pastor. So for those of you who haven't seen the video, there are places that you can see it. Um, Twitter is a little more lenient with their pornography because I'm telling you, this is pornographic. Everything was shown and showing. And so on Twitter, you type in the name, and there are some people who are still posting the link for it. I am not going to get myself in trouble. We are new on this platform, and we're not about to get kicked off so soon. Listen, uh, unlike, you know, on some of my other says where, you know, on Facebook, I'm constantly, they constantly putting your girl in the timeouts over there. But we, we're going to behave to start off with, with the podcasting. And then, you know, we'll figure out some ways to, to circumvent. But for the time being, you can go over to Twitter. And on Twitter, you can just put in the search for Pastor David Wilson. You can even put the word lick in there. <laughs> Let me tell you. So for those who haven't seen it, I'll describe it for you. So basically it opens on this scene. Right? It's a very short video. It opens on this scene where there's a woman with her two legs up in the air. And so this is from the point of view of the woman. So there had to be some woman who had a camera pointing down at this man. It could have been a phone. I, I can't imagine why. I can't imagine why she needed to have this, this camera point. You know, sometimes some some of the young boys will try to trick girls and they'll be like, oh listen, I, I need to um I need a light. So they say that they're using the light from their phone and really they're recording, which is, you know, it's it's illegal, you know, to 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 record pornography of a person without their knowledge. So anyway, but the lights were full blast on the room. I can't imagine 
why she needed to have this phone out if he didn't know that he was being recorded. And then, so listen, so her two legs are up in the air, right? All you see is her birdie. <laughs> listen, listen. All you see is her little box down there. Well, wasn't that little? And him, his head is sideways, right? Oh, God. So I just want you to imagine if there was a person, if, let's say there was a taco, right? And let's say there was a, a pea inside the taco, right? Maybe let's say a marble because a marble is a little more slippery. And let's say there was a person who was from the side trying to use their tongue to maneuver this, this marble out of the taco. That's what it looked like. And, a, <laughs> and he was seemingly very hungry with it too. I just, I, some things can't be unseen. I know that some of you are going to go out there looking and you'll see what I mean. I did, I did not find the video arousing. I found it really kind of, uh, it was a little grotesque to me. But, you know, look, it, it, it is what it is. Then turns out that people are saying that the girl who was inside of the clip is the daughter of his wife's best friend. Lot of mercy. Do you hear this? <sighs> you know what? I'm going to play some audios for you. So how this other pastor got involved, right? So there is this other pastor, this cursing pastor, they claimed that the person in the video was him. And they used a, a video that he came out and he made, um, i say maybe last year or the year before, where he had taken a picture of with some young lady. And people, and, and the young lady, I don't know, she was, I, th I she, there was something about her inside of the picture that raised people's eyebrows. It was either what she was wearing or how she was shaped or how she was shaped with what she was wearing or where his hand was in the photo or whatever. But then he came out and he was cursing folks out. Listen, this is just a pure foolishness. He was cursing folks out in the name of the Lord. <laughs> you have to hear it to believe it. His name is Pastor Thaddeus Matthews. So people thought this was him, and they were posting around saying that the pastor had responded. So let's take a listen to that. Morning, I have messed up the mindset of some of you phony, fake ass, not doing a damn thing in the community, holier than thou as church folk. First of all, fuck you. Okay, second of all, you have an issue with me being on a picture with a beautiful black woman. Let me set the record straight. I am a pastor, first of all, that feeds the hungry. I'm a pastor that has a girls, a boys, and a woman's mentoring program. I teach empowerment on a daily basis. Yes, I'm a pastor that likes pussy. Can I say it again? I like pussy. I'm a real man. I'm real about who I am. And remember that God made woman for the man. So you phony, fake ass folk. When you're doing the things that I do in the community, then you got something to say. Other than that, on this Tuesday, fuck you. Okay. So he came out and people were saying that that was his response. So much so that he had to actually come out with a response of his own. And he just broke down some of what it was I was saying, like, why are you, why are you being filmed doing this? Why? So let's take a listen to that. And then we're gonna come back and play some more audios for you. But my problem is this, man. 
Are you stupid enough to allow a motherfucker that you're not married to to videotape you? You had to know that it was going to get out. You had to know that when that bitch gets mad at you and you don't buy her a new car, you don't bring no more tithes and offerings by the house, that she was going to leak that particular tape to the public. And now, motherfucker, what you gonna preach Sunday morning, okay? Oh, I can eat some pussy. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> oh, the pussy tastes good. Hey, man, come on, man. Some things you just need to check yourself on. So fuck you. And you, you, you know what? And I remember, man, that's the same church. Mm -hmm. Same church where they were sucking dick in the pulpit. What the fuck y'all got going on down in Texarkana, Arkansas? Let me tell you something. We need, as black people, we need to have some class on a real serious note. Fuck all you low-life ratchet motherfuckers. Fuck you motherfuckers who just think that you can do anything you want. So then that was the first part of his video. And then he came out the next morning diving deeper into it. And we're going to play that for you right now. Preachers need to eat too. This is part two. I started this last night. And it's all over this conversation about Pastor David E. Wilson eating pussy. I find nothing absolutely wrong in eating pussy. Let me just clarify that. Ain't nothing wrong with eating a clean, good pussy. Good pussy is healthy for you. But there's a whole lot of conversation um, about him eating the pussy. And we're going to talk about the fact that this young woman, first of all, is an adult. She's the daughter of his wife's, though, best friend. So that does kind of complicate some things. And I think men, if they watch this tape, will learn some things from the pastor. Pastor was licking from the asshole to the pussy. Did some great things, not so well. So people confused Pastor David Wilson with Pastor Thaddeus Matthews. And Pastor Thaddeus Matthews kind of set the record straight, said that, the, that there were some things that the man was doing that some men could learn from. I don't know about that personally, because like I said, it just, it, it, it ain't my thing. I don't know if it's just because I'm not attracted to him or because I really don't need to be seeing other people's sex acts or what. I, I don't know. But it just... It, it, it wasn't my thing, but, you know, listen, I just, listen, I just, I don't understand why this is all happening. But you know what? There are some women who were down. They, they, they he's a hero. They, they're very happy about what it is that he's doing. So let's, let's play that audio real quick. Shout out to Pastor Willy Willy. You have oh, done the Master. Master. Ah, Jesus. You, you gave an award. Uh, uh, Thank you for teaching you. You were listening to your wife. I said, ah, ah. See the way he was licking. I don't mind your I envy your wife, Pastor Willie Willie. I envy your wife. Chop and well. Ah. As a pastor that you are, you taught the guys well. Ah. Yes. Look at the way we were just eating it. Please, can we just show the guys how he was eating that person? Ah. Ah. 
So as you hear, there are women from all over the world. Those ladies sounded like they were from Africa. And they were happy. they cheering the man on, telling other men that they need to get down with the pro. Give some let. Listen, I don't know. Listen, I don't know. What is happening? Are men not licking on the motherland? Ah, oh, gracious goodness. So much, so much so that these women have to come out with the cheer squad cheering the man on for being out there doing his thizzle. So let's jump into the into the conversation about this. Why why is this happening? Why? Why is this ha why? Why is the man out there creating pornographic videos? And you know what people are like, "Oh, it's natural this, natural that." We're talking about a married man. You know what I mean? We're talking about a married man committing adultery with a young lady like I don't know how old the girl is but they said that the girl is of legal age judging from the like so she was a little fluffy in the video she had some embedded stretch marks and stuff going on inside of her legs so she may have been a woman who is old enough to have had some kids or she's lost a lot of weight or whatever I don't know I just I don't know I don't know why is this man allowing himself to be filmed doing this he's a pastor and then he got two bumps this is how you know that it was him he got two bumps on his dog, I don't know if they're ingrown ears. I don't know if some juice <laughs> from something done squirted out on his eye and then bulged up over there. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. I don't know. But he has two bumps on his eyebrow. And he is just, he's out there on the prowl. Nyamin Kyat sideways all hungry and and aggressive about it. it it was like i said like a person trying to get a marble out of a taco and just, let's say they were being timed because i don't know why oh god help me then he was going down from the rooter to the tutor <laughs> i can't make this up he was going from the rooter to the tutor back and forth from her for her from her for her anus to her vagina and i was just like gosh help me please why do i have to be a witness and a party to their intimate acts so the, the so the conversation has been split people are like oh he's a man this that another but you know what this is this is this is the overall conversation right here the hypocrisy of the church just the hypocrisy there are so many different rules and regulations and decorum that people of the church attempt to live by. And even the people preaching this are not able to live by it. Either they're not able to live by it or they're not interested in living by it. I really don't know. But one thing I do know is that these two pastors that we heard from today are a perfect example of what is awry. We got one man cussing in the name of the Lord. <laughs> we got We got another one yamming cat from the pulpit. We just it's just it's a lot. 
It's a lot, and the crazy part about it is that each one of them probably feels that they are right. Like this cursing preacher, Daddyus Matthews, he thinks that he's right. He thinks that using this vulgar language and talking about pussy and F.U. and all this other stuff, he thinks that he's right. I just can't imagine Jesus. <laughs> just can't imagine Jesus talking about F you and F you too, you mother effers. Yeah, I like I don't know what's going on in the church. I feel like we are, I, I don't want to say in desperate times, but I heard that there's been a fall off of membership among young people. Like remember a few weeks ago, T.I. went to go visit this church where the pastor in the front of the room started doing what T.I. described as nothing less than a shakedown. A money grab where he put on some PowerPoint presentation about all the money they need and how if certain people have money they can come forward and ask him for a thousand dollars from each person. They're just going on. And I'm like, all of this is a telltale sign. It's a telltale sign of people waking up, people becoming aware to, I, I don't want to just say the hypocrisies, but just the inconsistencies. Becoming aware to the things that just don't make sense that you learn about in the church versus, you know, uh, secular living. And how there are natural urges and inclinations that arise inside each person. Natural driving forces that are con completely contradicted by the Bible. We got the Bible who is very, very harsh on women. And it's, it's archaic. It's something that black people should have never been forced into. There's a lot of people who are waking up. Maybe that's another grid that we can talk about. This religious grid, really unplugging yourself from what just doesn't make sense. I read this book, Conversations with God, by Neil Donald Walsh a few years ago. Part one, part two, part three. Each part, it just made so much sense. It made so much sense. Like all of these questions about homosexuality and all of these things really answered if the ways that we have been doing it are not really working or answering tough questions, then we're going to have to look to another source. We have to dig within ourselves to find the answers from that internal knowing, that internal intelligence. People of color worshiping in this religion that purports the dominance of certain people over other people who purports the dominance of this this hierarchy, man over woman, master over slave. There's just so many inconsistencies that goes against the natural order of things, that goes against biology, like we talked about this whole woman being from man's rib and woman being the help meet and help mate or all this other stuff. When we know that a woman's, even her biological position is as recipient. So we have so many people with these this bastardized understanding and this just completely contorted understanding where just things just aren't making sense how every fetus is female until the hormones from from that y chromosome starts kicking in and then that's when the clitoris becomes a penis and the labia majora becomes the testicles etc but every child starts out as female so every human is female first before it starts taking on the characteristics of human-governed hormones. 
and the human-governed chromosomes. And it's like when we start talking about woman came from man's rib and all this other stuff, when that is exactly against what it is that we have seen. Men come through the wombs of women. And it's like there's so many different doctrines. So look, look, we could jump into it here, but we don't have enough time. Not in this one podcast. This would have to be something that is broken down over time. And I'd have to pull in experts to be able to speak from a theological standpoint. People who have, con- who have thoroughly researched the Bible. We're about to get a little too deep. So let's rewind. Let's rewind and take a quick break. And when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about this barbershop footage that I saw. Oh, goodness, you're going to want to brace yourself for this. The, the, the description of this alone is, is, is a lot. So let's take a quick break and then come back. Okay, so I didn't really prepare, but, like, listening to a lot of the things that you said, it's crazy because a lot of these issues as far as, you know, as far, especially with sex, being a young black female, it's not addressed in your home. I think you said before that, if not you, I know someone else may have said it to me, but a lot of times in our black homes, we're just being told, oh, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. We don't know or understand what else comes with it. I didn't find out about an STD until after I didn't already had a child, and I didn't even think it was as many as it was. It wasn't until I actually took a sex ed class getting into the summer youth program up in New York. As well as when it comes down to HIV, like, a lot of us, we hide it. I'll send another message. I just love how you just put people in the place. You were like, we are adults here and we are having adult conversation. <laughs> yes, we have an adult conversations. It's not kids. What do you why these people are are you confused? These people are confused. Mommy. Yes, Tanya, that's what we're doing. We have an adult conversations. All right, and we are back. And remember, Goddess Off the Grid is sponsored by you, the listeners. So make sure that you go over to my website, tanyatko.com forward slash podcast. And from there you can see how to contribute monthly to the podcast. And also, you can support by getting some of my MP3s, my hypnotherapeutic MP3s that assist you in rewriting your subconscious programming. You can also buy the Book of Affirmation Self-Love from my website or Amazon. When you get it from my website, I autograph it for you. When you get it from Amazon, they ship it out prime. So there are different ways that you can get it. So support the podcast and support yourself at the same time. And when you support the podcast monthly, you're given a personal email address to be able to write to me directly to be able to suggest the topics that we cover. So let's jump into this barbershop video. So let me tell you all what it is that I saw. This is something, I don't know why this was the week of pornography because remember the week before there was this post that had gone viral of this black man advertising his barber services nude. So I saw that and I was like, well, you know, it's nude barbering, you know, maybe some people just want to see a handsome body or whatever, you know, who knows. 
there were some barbers that came out lambasting this guy. Uh, one particular post I saw was like, listen, we black barbers have had to fight so hard to bring professionalism to our craft. And then somebody like you goes and does something like this, which is diminishing the name of barbarism for all of us. Well, there was some barbarism all right going on. Let me tell you what I saw inside this barbershop video. So it starts out with the naked barber cutting this man's hair, right? Man is completely nude with his schlong out and everything. And I don't know what it is that he's done to keep his his penis erect. But he seems to have, a, either it's erect or it's, it's full with blood or something because it's sticking out. It's not shriveled up, right? And he's doing the thigh slap side to side for the cameraman. You know, the pop, 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 pop. You know, like the little... um. You know the, the little Chinese game with the drum and the two little beady things in it? Well, that's what he was doing, slapping each thigh with his penis. Slap, 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 right? And I was like, oh, gracious. But then when you look at the man inside the chair, the man in the chair, you see him moving his hand up and down underneath the barber smock. He's wearing the smock to protect him from falling hairs. And he's over there rubbing his whatever it is that he's doing underneath there for his hand to be bobbing up and down. So then the scenes progress from there. Lord of mercy. Then the next scene, someone is sucking on a man who's supposedly getting his hair cut. And I'm just looking at all of this craziness and I'm like, well, you know, look, these are men. This is obviously what they like. These are men consenting to contact with their barber. You know, you know, men are cut from a different cloth than women are. I think men are a little more predisposed to non-committal intimate action or intimate contact. And so they've gone to this barbershop where this man is advertising with his penis out and everything, slapping his penis side and side to side. And I can imagine that the men who are going there are gay men, homosexual men, bi-curious men, men who, who want the experience, right? Men who are sexually attracted to men or whatnot. Okay, because I didn't see no women getting no shape-ups. And like I said, men are different creatures than women are. So the next scene, you see the man sucking on, uh, on, on the, the client's penis. So not the barber. So the barber is trying to cut his hair, and then somebody's sucking on his penis. And you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. Somebody's trying to cut your hair. The camera's rolling. The lights are fully on. You got somebody penis over here. And so the man, from what it is that I saw, the one who was getting his penis sucked in the chair, it was soft. His penis was soft. There's a, like I said, there's a lot going on. And then it opens up to more scenes. <laughs> Goodness gracious. And somebody sent me two videos. I'm not going to say her name out loud because I don't know if she wants a shout out. The next scene comes... And it's, they, they've upped the ante. They've upped the ante. Now, they are showing a person who is in the bar. Look, this, this was so ridiculous. The person is in the barber chair with a do-rag covering his face. So you know how you see a person who has the fencing uniform on and they have that complete shaded thing covering their face? So this person had a do-rag completely covering their face while he's playing with a penis... And somebody is is sucking on his. So he's playing with the barber's penis. That at this point the barber's penis is soft. Um, someone is sucking on his. I think his was soft too. It was just it was just a it was just a mess all the way around. I was like, ugh. Then they up the ante in video two. Now we're getting into penetrative sex now. Lord of mercy. 
So in video two, they have the man who was in the chair getting his hair cut. Now he's long stroking some man from behind. And I'm just praying to goodness gracious that this man is wearing protection. But I really couldn't see or tell. It didn't look like it. But I'm hoping to goodness gracious that he had on some sort of protection. People out here living cavalierly. You know, look, HIV is real. So he's long stroking this little twink from behind. And then the next scene, then the, the twink is on his back with a do-rag covering his face. Take, and I'm like, if this is supposed to be the advertisement, why are you covering up your face? Why are you not proud and happy of what it is that you're doing? First of all, the person who was getting their hair cut with the do-rag covering their head, I'm like, what hair is being cut right now? And there's a do-rag covering his whole entire face and head. I'm like, How, what hair are you cutting? You, you just shaping up the back of the neck? It was ridiculous. Then they, then they just went straight into penetrative intercourse. And I just, look, my thought about it is this is a service being provided by people who want this service, who is paying for the service and participating in the service of sound mind and of the ability to be able to consent to it. So to me, that's their business. There's a market for many different types of things out there, and apparently there's a market for this. And there are people willing to pay, and people willing to participate, and people willing to play. So that is between them. You know, there were some nice chocolatey-looking brothers there. See, the thing is, and I think this is what scares some women, because I saw some women posting about how, oh... They can't let their man, now they got to worry about their man at the barbershop and this and the other. And I think this is what gets so many people out there, is that you cannot tell who is gay by looking at them. We like to think that we can put people in these small little boxes and categorize them like, oh, you're this, you're that, oh, I can tell from the twist of your wrist, honey. But I, I tried to tell you all this before, the majority of gay men out there are men who are just living their lives as men. They just happen to be attracted to other men. Many of these men are hyper-masculine. Many of these men are so masculine that there's no room for a woman in the equation. You know, we talked about this before, how men have to soften themselves for women. But if you see the way some of these men be dicking each other down like there was this one guy with this big gigantic ring going through his penis oh god oh god this big gigantic ring going through his penis that was shoving it inside of what they what was they what they called the man a power bottom yes thanks Roth for teaching us that Roth and Antoine who had their little thing going on the live video that we did where we learned about what a power bottom is so a power bottom is a man who can take aggressive thrusting like when a man makes love with a woman there's a part of him that has to soften his antics soften himself down to be in relation with women because a woman, she can only take but a certain amount of battering. I don't know how some of these men do it because the roughness that I've seen with no filter on the roughness. I mean, if you just think about the word power bottom, what comes to mind to you for that? So nonetheless, so these men have found a space where they can be happy and be free. Listen, women... Not every man likes women. There are many men who like men. And there are many of us who attempt 
to categorize a man in a way that he never consented to be categorized. There are others of us who are being fooled by men who are traversing through the different lifestyles where they're pretending to be heterosexual and then they are participating in homosexual activity. I personally don't know what the solution for it is. It's prevalent, it's rampant in the black community because there's so much shame associated with being a gay black male. So much shame associated with having these desires and these interests. And I mean, it's like it's a double-edged sword because there are women who penalize men for admitting that they've had a particular type of contact or they have particular type of proclivities or they have different fantasies and they ostracize the men. And I can understand why. You know, disease runs so rampant in male-on-male contact because of the high-risk behavior that men participate in. So I don't know what the solution to it is. I definitely think that we have to find a space. Remember, we were talking about this when we had the trans conversation. We've got to find a space. Look, gay people are not going anywhere. Trans people are not going anywhere. They are here and they are here to stay. And we've got to find a space for them to occupy without reprise, without punishment, where they can live and be free and enjoy the type of intercourse that they enjoy, enjoy the type of contact that they enjoy having. I mean, look, for me looking at that video and looking at those fine chocolatey bodies and those smooth booties and hairless chest and abs, I thought it was a beautiful sight to behold personally. I thought the men looked really good in there, skin taut, tight and oiled up, just looking good. I mean, who wouldn't be attracted to that? <laughs> I jest, but I'm also serious. People like what it is that they like. And I can understand why a woman would remove access from a man who has said that he has certain types of proclivities. On the one hand, it's like, okay, well, you like a certain something that I could never give you. I could never give you this appendage. I could never give you this member. I mean, you could peg him, right? And then there are some men who enjoy being pegged and they are not homosexual. They are heterosexual men who enjoy that prostate being tickled. When it comes to homosexuals, there are many different categories for homosexuals. There are homosexual men who enjoy intercourse with men, but they cannot imagine being in a romantic relationship with a man. And there are homosexual men who enjoy the romantic relationship, but they do not engage in penetrative intercourse. They don't have penetrative sex, but they enjoy the physique. Like men, they're different than women. They enjoy the energy, the physique, the body, the vibration of men. However, there are certain things that they don't participate in. In the third segment, I'm going to find a clip for us to listen to where we can combat this whole is a man gay if he enjoys being pegged and i think that when it comes to the black community we are very 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 harsh when it comes to like any number of things we got men out there feeling like they can't wipe their own ass because touching their ass is too quote unquote gay and then so we end up with these guys with these rothschild these ink block tests in the back of their underwear because of all of these 
ignorant ideas about what a homosexual is. A person who is attracted to trans women who still have their penis, I think that we have to come up with a, a different name, trans attracted. But is that person heterosexual? If they're attracted to the penis, and I don't know, we have to, we have to have these discussions. Is this person heterosexual if they like a, if a person who represents as woman and has a penis? I, it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting conversation because they're not attracted to the beards. They're not attracted to the deep voices and the Adam's apples and the male physique. Like I told you all, I, I just, I am not attracted to trans women. I'm just, I'm not attracted to the female form. Even if they have a penis, I don't want someone's breast bouncing and jibulating in my face. I don't want that. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't desire, even if this person has a penis, I just, I have no desire for a soft, fat booty. You know, fat booty now, as long as, you know, it's muscular, that's a whole different story now. But a soft, fat, curvy booty that, no, 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 no. I'm just not interested in that. So these are conversations that we need to have. But you know what? Let's talk a little bit more about it after the break. And I will see you all on the other side. Remember, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you contribute monthly. Make sure that you tell your friends, your families, and your loved ones about the podcast to get their point of view about it too. And remember, leave me a voice message so that I can hear your point of view and perhaps use that in a future podcast. So we'll be right back. Uh, this is part two from all the message. But, like, okay, I had an aunt growing up. You know, we was really close or whatnot. But she had, you know, passed away. And all our lives, me and my siblings, we were all told it was breast cancer. It wasn't until... She died back when I was, like, maybe 9 or 10. It wasn't until... I was 25 when my mother decided to finally open up and tell me, you know, she died from AIDS. That was 2015, August. We looked up in early 2016, we had found out that my brother had HIV. But he had got it, found out that November. But he didn't know how to come to us about it. But, you know... If it would have probably been addressed when my aunt passed away that this even existed, we could have probably avoided. He didn't know how to protect himself. You know, we talk about it all the time. We have to do better as a community. It's not dollar. No, no, it's no. comfortability. No, no, and you should not be comfortable that means putting right. anything in your ass uh, as a straight man. But period. okay, but a straight man getting fucked by that. a straight uh, a female. It's heterosexual sex. Uh, uh, it's not heterosexual sex. It is. It's a dick in his ass. No, it's a, it's a, it's a plastic. So wait, you put a dildo in his ass and that's heterosexual? Um, sexual? Yes. Get the fuck out of here, man. He's nuts. No, it's not nuts. He's that's not his gay. No, he's not yes, gay. He and then I know guys who fucking moan when they're getting fingered. You're fucking gay. No, you're I not. Don't get, I agree with you. No, no I, you're I, not. I, no, you're not. I feel like once if you don't moan for me riding you and you moan for my finger in your ass, a guy you can he can have you. I do not want you. I think are you serious? I, if I can penetrate your ass, I do not want you. If you are a straight man, if I know you are bisexual and I choose to deal with you, that's exactly. completely different. 
All right, and welcome back. It took me quite some time to find that footage, but I'm really glad that I did. So thank you to the people who'd sent that to me before. I've been meaning to talk about this, but the opportunity just never presented itself, and I'm glad that it presented itself during this conversation. So let's jump into it. In that clip, the young ladies, they look to be in their 20s. This is part of the issue that we have when we have young women thinking that they know so much and forming really hard, closed case, cemented ideas about things that they may not really be certain of. They take a stance that they've heard someplace else or that they've based off of very little information. And they take these hardline stances that really are detrimental to themselves and the community. What we have are we have a group of people who are not really willing to have the conversation, to really explore the thought, to have conversations with other people who feel other than they do, who feel different ways. The whole premise is that if a man enjoys being penetrated, that he is gay. Now, I remember when I was in my 20s, I met a man who enjoyed being pegged. And he talked about this desire of his to be penetrated by women, to be, for him, it was really about submission and domination. He liked to be dominated in that way. And he also enjoyed the feeling of having his prostate massaged from the inside. So for those of you who don't know, the prostate is a gland on the inside of men's bodies that feels really good when it's massaged or pressed up against. And that is a natural biological function. It just feels good. There are nerve endings in there that once that prostate is tickled, it just it feels nice. I know men who are gay, who are tops, who enjoy flipping and bottoming for certain men just so that they could feel that feeling. It's a whole different experience when you go onto the other side and are the recipient and you're able to really just lean back into the lap of this sensation where you're able to have yourself be penetrated or be the recipient of affection, adoration, or the sexual stimulation. I think that it's important for us to continue to have the conversation, to talk to people who have different ideas than we do. And it's also up to men to be brave enough to have these conversations. There are a lot of men who are one, afraid of women, two, afraid of female rejection, and three, afraid to lose access to a certain woman by living his truth. In order for us to really get to where it is that we need to be as a society, it takes men being brave enough to stand in their truth. It takes women being brave enough to hear the truth, to explore the truth, and to have difficult conversations, to really talk with people about what their sexual proclivities are. Remember, I said I'm a life coach. So I get a chance to, to hear what your boyfriends are not telling you. I get to have conversations with your husbands, which you are not creating the space for him to be able to come to you and have these conversations. When I speak with some of the people that I'm coaching about what happens when they bring up these conversations, they're shut down, they're shut out, they're told to shut up. And you know, it's very interesting because today we got into some big skirmishes on my Facebook page. Because you know, we were we've been talking about the aggressive white victim. A great number, I would say about 90% of the Caucasian women who follow me either have children from black men 
are dating black men or are interested in black men and many of them come around to be able to glean lessons from me but when we start having these conversations about race they really don't want to look in the mirror at what is really going on they don't really want to take a good look at themselves and so today there were a bunch of people who were causing a lot of ruckus on my page and they're in denial and so one of the things that they want to do is they screenshotting my my captions, my words, the things that I've written. And one thing that they don't know say about Tanya is that I'm very deliberate with my words and I stand by every single thing that I say 100% and I'm unapologetic about it. But what they want to do is they want to screenshot and they want to share and they want to try to get other people to participate in this cancel culture. But like I told you, my enterprise is not funded by Caucasian dollars. My enterprise is funded by the African-American dollars. My, my enterprise is funded by black people. We talk about topics. We talk about black topics. We talk about topics from women, black women, and from the black woman point of view, because these are the conversations that the people who support me send to me. Like I said, when you become a monthly contributor, you get a personal email address that you can directly send me your topics to, and those get first consideration. So the reason why I bring this up in this conversation is because in our cancel culture, what we have is we have a bunch of people who, when somebody expresses a point of view, what we do is we attempt to silence their point of view. However, there are not enough conversations being had. So today there were some people who attempted to silence me. We were having a great and interesting conversation that was helpful and healing for a lot of people. You know, it's like you're talking about a bunch of people who maintain and have maintained most of the power in this society since this country began. And when they begin to lose a little bit of that power, I remember I gave this quote, it said, to certain people, equality feels like a loss. So it's like, so they want to shut you up. They don't want to have the conversation. They want you to be quiet. However, that only creates a shift because I know that there are certain conversations that I cannot have in mixed company. So I know that there are ways that I will be able to create the space for us to be able to have those conversations amongst ourselves. Shutting me up doesn't stop the thought. It doesn't stop the conversation. It doesn't bring more understanding. All it does, it just creates a redirecting, a diverting of the energy. Some of you out there know a young man by the name of Angel. He has this platform called I Know Your Game. And someone told me to follow him on Instagram. And when I went to go follow his page, the criteria for joining his page was you have to have a substantiated page. You have to have pictures of yourself up and you have to be black. You have to take a picture of yourself with a certain thing written on a piece of paper and you have to show and prove that you're black. And I thought that it was a bit dramatic, but now I see why. Because there are certain spaces that we don't have a safe space to be able to have certain conversations because there are people who are just like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, we don't want to hear, shut the, shut the fuck up. But that doesn't stop the thought. That doesn't stop the movement. It doesn't. It just diverts the movement somewhere else. And so like I said, as a life coach, I'm having conversations with your men that they can be able to have with you. But it takes effort on both sides to be able to have these tough conversations because sexuality is like a it's like a it's like a mosaic. 
It's like a, it's fluid, it's on a sliding scale. And very, very few people are 100% heterosexual. You know me, I tip very, very heavy onto one side. I don't know why I do, but those are just my proclivities. I really, I love men and I love masculinity and I love maleness. I love the smell of men. I love the energy of men. I love the vibration of men. And I love being a womb man. I do. However, there's a balancing that I really appreciate that comes from being with men. And there's some things that I just don't want to come into contact with physically when it comes to women. So when we're talking about this, this broadcast with these young ladies, this young lady has created the stipulation that if a man even enjoys being fingered, that if he moans when he's fingered by a woman, that that makes him gay. Like I said, we have a lot of ignorant avenues going on out there where people are just uninformed. Let me just say this for the record. Anything that exists between a man and a woman is heterosexual. As long as those two people consent to it, that is their business and that's what they do behind closed doors. That is their right to participate in any type of intercourse that they choose, whether it's pegging or whether it is fingering or whether it's analingus or whether there are some people who consider a man who likes anal sex with a woman to be gay. Remember I was just talking about what it is that I like about men? A man who enjoys the energy, the vibration of men, the roughness of his beard, the mound of his chest, the shape of a man, that smell of testosterone and pheromones coming through his pores, that is a man who has homo or bisexual tendencies, a man who enjoys and loves those things about a man, a man who loves softness fatty parts, bouncy, jiggly parts, a man who loves the curvaceousness of a woman, the energy and the balancing that women provide. Those are the men that are heterosexual or at the very minimum bisexual or someplace on the sliding scale. What I'm saying is that these are two very completely different things. Enjoying being with your woman and having her tickle a part of you on the inside is very much different than enjoying the rough feel of a person's beard on the back of your neck. Enjoying the feel of bosom on your back as she stimulates you in the way that, that you two decide to have consensual adult sex is between you two. Enjoying the, the energy and the smell of the pheromones of testosterone as a man slaps you on your ass, that's a whole other story. And I think that we have to really sit down and have some of these tough conversations because there's so many of us who are missing out on worlds of sexual satisfaction and gratification with our mates. So much so that we are creating distances between our mates and us. I have myself spoken with women who shut the conversation down, will not speak about it, will not speak about their man's desires and fantasies. And I implore us, have these open conversations. If a person is into a type of sex that you're not into, pay attention and be able to make your decisions from there. But just shutting him down and thinking that it's going to shut it off is a fool's errand. That's fool's play right there.
because that fantasy still lingers someplace in there. Like I said, it will just avert to a different area. Like the thoughts don't go away. So if your man is telling you something about his fantasies, look, this is how I'm able to have these tough conversations with men because I sit back and I listen and I open the floor for them to be able to have dialogue. We as black women, we especially have to do better with this because there's a grand rising that is happening, a grand awakening. And part of that awakening, not only will white and black be awakened, all of the variances in between, but also male and female and all of the variances in between are also waking up and also need to have a space to exist. And I'm saying from me to you, if you really, truly, truly love your partner and want to be with your partner, I implore you to open your ears and hear, listen, and if what it is that they have a desire for, listen to their fantasies. If they have a fantasy that is one of your deal breakers, then I'm going to say that you're most likely going to have to find a new relationship. If their fantasy is your deal breaker, you're most likely going to have to find somebody else who has proclivities that are more along the lines of what it is that you want and need. This is why this whole Christian doctrine thing and this whole virginity promotion thing is so foolish. You can try to suppress a woman's sexuality. You can try to cut off her clitoris. You can try to do all of these different things. However, when all is said and done, those desires still linger on the inside. What a travesty it is for people who mutilate women's genitals. I'm telling you, there is a grand rising upon us and goddess is getting off of the grid and goddess is awakening and making the shifts that she needs to make to live the type of life that she would like to live. So if your partner has a fantasy that you may have never tried, that you may have maybe thought about but never really really had the inclination on your own to do and as long as it's not one of your deal breakers I implore you to at least try it try it if it's not a deal breaker remember if it's a deal breaker and something that you're willing to break up over or you don't you just cannot try it whatsoever like if there's somebody who wants to do something vile or violent or that you consider completely grotesque like I said, you are most likely going to have to make a shift out of that relationship. But if it's something that is not a deal breaker, something that doesn't go against your values as a human being, I say give it a try. I say explore it with your partner. Do you all remember the show The Tudors from way back in the days? I love that show. This was right after my surgery and right before I found YouTube. I was watching all of these shows on demand and The Tudors was one of them. And in the Tudors, King Henry, he had had this maiden, <laughs> this maiden come to his chambers. And this maiden, oh, she was so erotic, wasn't she? She took his hand. Oh, listen to what this trick did. <laughs> she took his hand, put it up underneath her skirt, squeezed her pussy muscle them around his fingers so tight that she pulled the ring off the man's finger, right? And when he pulled his hand back out and he didn't have his ring, oh, he was so, oh, so surprised. Oh, he had fallen in love with this woman. Oh, yes, he did. 
he fell in love with this quote-unquote virginal woman, right? And I'm thinking to myself, the telltale sign is on the wall. The woman done shoved your damn hand and shoved your finger up in her franny and then pulled off your damn ring. What more sign do you need that the woman has experience? You know what I'm saying? So nonetheless, so I say all of that to say that we have conflicting ideals. This virgin whore dictomy, we have got to overcome that because on the one hand, you know, men want to feel sexually pleased and gratified, satisfied. However, they want the woman to also be virginal. They want her to be able to, to read his mind or his proclivities or whatever, read, his, read the tea leaves and be able to know exactly what to do and exactly how to be pleased. Like I said, I'm a life coach, so I get to have a lot of conversations with people that many other people may not be able to have honestly. And there are far too many of these men out here who are getting into relationships with virginal women and then getting upset when their woman is, I don't want to use the word frigid, but the woman has low sex drive. The woman is very self-conscious. The woman has all of these rituals that she has to do a, the sh this type of shower and she doesn't like fluids on her and she doesn't like this and she feels the shy about this, that, and the other. This is why we have got to get rid of this virgin whore dictomy because we're expecting the impossible. And for far too many of us women, we're on the other side of that where we are not really wanting to have these open sexual conversations with our mate or we just shut it down like the girls inside this piece no 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 you're gay you're gay you're gay got men out there like i told you not even wanting to wipe their own damn ass because they think that wiping any touch to their rectum makes them gay and it's like this is it's not sustainable toxic masculinity is being decimated and crumbling as we speak. And in the wake of crumbling these toxic ideas of what ma maleness and what masculinity is, on the other side of that exists a functional man who, has, who expresses both his masculine and feminine side. He's going to have urgings and driving forces that are dictated by his testosterone and his hormonal and genetic makeup, yes. However, a lot of what it is that we're teaching boys and girls in our societies is just rigid and unrealistic. And so when we start having these tough conversations, we're going to have to open up our minds and our eyes for an evolution of new types of beings. Will we get rid of the macho man and the virgin whore? Will we get rid of this idea? I remember another story. I don't know how many of you ever read the Outlander books, but it's the story of this woman who travels through time back into Scotland, and she meets this guy who is like this big, huge warrior type of man, red hair, but big body and just muscular and very masculine. And then on the other side, she expects for this man to also be the poetry writing, hair blowing in the wind, sensuous type of man. And it's like, I think that we're going to have to find a middle ground where we allow people to express both sides, the yin and the yang inside of themselves that occur naturally. Because I'm like, listen, the type of man who is out there 
killing and drinking people's blood. <laughs> well, he wasn't doing that in Outlander, but I'm saying that type of man who's chewing people's hearts out and, and all of that other stuff is not the same man who is who knows exactly what to do and how to naturally be tender and all of these other things. So it's like on both ends, we have these unrealistic expectations where men are expecting this virgin whore and women are expecting this warrior poet. <laughs> where he'll write poetry with the pencil and then stab you with it too. It's like we have to start coming up with more functional ideas. Because if you look at the ultimate fantasy that exists for men in porn and for women in these romance novels, because they both accomplish the same thing, one visually and one cerebrally. So on the one hand, you have men who the ultimate fantasy is the all-available woman who will give it up to you at a moment's notice, know exactly what to do, but also be pure and virtuous, who only knows exactly what to do for you, like she had never had the, the desire to bust it open and flip it down before she met you. And then all of a sudden, she was the freak of the week in the sheets. But it doesn't really work that way. It's like, I coach men whose wives really don't want to have intercourse. They don't want to take off their clothes. They haven't had intercourse in quite some time. They don't have intercourse regularly with their men. They got to take showers and take bath. And if some semen gets on them, they got to run to the... We're talking about wives. This man told me about his wife. Some fluid get on her. She has to run and go take a shower. She just, she just, she cannot... And it's like, these are the things that are important for people to do before they get married. Like I asked this one guy, well, what was the sex like with your wife before marriage? And his wife had a very low sex drive. She really only gave it up very sparingly. And he said, well, you know, when I thought when we got married, I thought that she would just broke loose. He thought that she would broke out. And it no, it just it didn't happen that way. If anything, once they got married, she retreated further inward because then she had already had the piece of paper. So all of that quote-unquote impressing that she was trying to do beforehand, she fell back into her natural proclivities of regarding sex with shame, regarding her body with shame. And then women in these romance novels, if you look at the ultimate fantasy, the ultimate fantasy is this super gorgeous, super wealthy man who is rugged and macho and he'll do anything that it takes to be able to capture her heart and he'll jump through all of these hoops because it is her unfounded, unending beauty which has fribulated his heart to the point that he will go to the ends of the earth to be able to capture such beauty. He knows exactly how to court. He knows exactly how to woo. He's an expert at sex and financially abundant. He knows how to talk and open up with his feelings. And he is just overall the quintessential amazing good man, Mr. Right. But there's a fantasy that exists in there whenever we expect anyone to know exactly how to be able to please us and continue to please us. I'm talking about emotionally, knowing how it is that we need to be spoken to, what it is that we need as women. 
and we take it for granted. So like when you first meet a person, it's going to feel kismet. The hormones and the dopamine and everything is at an all-time high. But as time goes on, people begin to really have to dive deep into learning one another. And then people start feeling like the magic is gone because you have to teach a person how to love you. No, that's when the magic just begins. I talk about this in my broadcast sometimes when we talk about how when you were a child, all of your birthday parties needed to be planned or the birthday parties that had balloons and cakes and, and people there, they needed to be planned. We have to allow ourselves the ability to enjoy planned spontaneity. It's like most of our memories that we have from young adulthood come from things that were planned and then in the moment there were things that became spontaneous. But it's like if you want the memories of a picnic on a hill overlooking the water or the countryside, if you want that experience, somebody's going to have to get the picnic basket. Somebody's going to have to go out for the breads, wines, and cheeses. Somebody is going to have to go out and do that. I remember when I was in, in Atlanta, we used to go out to Lake Elsinore whenever we could. These were things that needed to be planned. I had a whole picnic basket and everything. And there were spontaneous things that happened along the way, like the deer that came out of the woods curious about us out there. Or the fireworks show that we didn't even plan on, but it just happened to be something that was happening at the time. Or any number of things. But these things need to be planned. They need effort. They need your effort. Relationships take effort. They take opening yourself up and learning another human being. It takes being vulnerable as well as allowing your partner to be vulnerable as well. When you are in relationship with a person, know that that person that is in front of you is your teacher. This person is there to teach you something about yourself. And the reflection that you see in that person is a reflection that's coming up from within you. So take the time to learn who you are through your mate. And if there's something that's coming up, pay attention to it. Because as long as that is not healed within you, you can change partners but bring up that same issue in someone else. And so we've reached the top of the hour right now, and so we're going to jump out of here. I thank all of you for coming out and supporting the podcast. Be sure to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Apparently it matters for their algorithm, and the more you rate it, the more they show the podcast to other people so that we can bring new people along for the ride. I also want to hear from you about how you feel about the podcast. Leave your messages for me about the subject, about the podcast itself. There are some people who say that they miss video, but I still do live videos two to three times a week. So I I don't know. Tell me what it is and how it is that you feel. I know that this is a new medium. There's a part of me that thinks that some of what it is that we're missing is the interaction, the live interaction or the interacting with other people. So on the one hand, Facebook is a very toxic place where the comments just become really horrendous. But then on the other hand, we miss that interacting. We miss the social part of being on a broadcast because listening on a podcast is very passive. You listen to it while you're washing dishes, while you're doing your workout, while you're working, while you're studying, while you're cleaning up. 
And when you're done, that is the end of the experience. You turn it off or you share it with somebody else or you discuss with them. But is it that some of you are missing the fighting? <laughs> is that what you're missing? So listen, we will talk in the next broadcast. Remember, go to tanyatko.com forward slash podcast to find new ways that you can support the podcast. Go over to Amazon and look for the book of affirmations, self-love. Come over to my website, the shop area, and get yourself a hypnotherapeutic MP3 to help you with stress release or learning how to forgive. And then look for what's going to be coming up soon, where we're going to talk about some inner child work, where we're going to go in there to our younger selves and soothe that person that exists inside there. So listen, on that note, I love you all very, very much. Go out there and love one one another but most importantly what love yourself and part of loving yourself is exploring and going on the journey within yourself to figure out who it is that you are truly and allowing people to be who it is that they are from the rigidness that we see in religion to the angst that some women were feeling about the barber shop to this last broadcast where we're talking about what makes a man gay Loving yourself is allowing yourself to learn yourself and giving yourself permission without all of these labels. There's so much out there. I would be lying if I didn't say that there is a difference in the type of sensuality that exists in woman-on-woman porn versus the type of interactions that exist man-on-woman porn. There's, there's a difference. And enjoying seeing a certain something, enjoying the idea of a certain something, allow yourself to explore even within yourself. Give yourself permission without the labels, without, oh, this makes me gay, or, oh, this... Just live your life. We're having a grand awakening, a grand rising. Live your life as you see fit. Life is short. And forever with a person is a long, 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 long time if you can't have deep and open, honest conversations with them. Whether you're the person that's trying to express yourself or whether you're the person that's trying to stop your mate from expressing themselves. Perhaps share this broadcast with them and let them hear for themselves and be able to to come into contact with the idea of opening and allowing other people to be open. And on that note, Tanya TKO, Goddess Off the Grid, and I am out. Peace. Come over to TanyaTKO.com. Okay, so I'm listening to the podcast and it's all good. I love listening to the podcast. I like being on the podcast over YouTube, but unable to send voice notes in between. Like when I get a thought, immediately I want to send a voice note. I'm unable to send a voice note and 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 um, voice my opinion at the point in time and then go back to the video at where I stop. So I don't even know, I can't time it because on the podcast I can't time there's no timer. So you can't time and go back to exactly where you are so that kind of annoying so if anger could do something about that that'd be great this message is specifically designed in hope that anger can really change just certain settings and allow us to make voice notes during the podcast and go back to the podcast that we was listening to and go back let it start from where we left off i don't see you know i use it i use it to okay yeah. 
Hi, Tanya. My name's Jamie, and I've been with you since 2009, 2010. I've followed you from every platform, YouTube, Facebook, and I'm now listening to your podcast. So thank you for that. And I really appreciate you, the focus you've been putting on race relations in America. I was born and raised in the Caribbean, so um, I wasn't really used to this sort of dynamic um, and being able to listen to you and put things in perspective really has um, given me a new filter to really pay attention to my surroundings. So thank you. Um, and also I wanted to suggest, you know, some to have a, a somewhat of a goddess retreat for the women in your audience who, who are healed or are healing or woke, so to speak to have um, a safe place to go and recharge and connect together and continue to grow together. All right. Thank you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> I really, really appreciate it and felt that you spoke to practically every kind of architect of women, of white women and their aggressive behavior. And as you were describing the women, I'm picturing women in modern society and historical society. And I, I came away just feeling like, wow. I think the only one maybe missing is like a sneaky Sarah. And that's the woman who masquerades as like, you know, I am in line with black women issues. Uh, I'm a super feminist and I'm here to fight for you. But and black women trust her. But then she turns her back on them. But other than that, I wish this was a course that we could teach black girls across the country <laughs> and they can pick out women in history and in current day and just amazing. And 